Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Saturday, December 30th, 2017. This is episode 192, IEP and 504 plans for students, teachers, and families. When I started my teaching career, I knew almost nothing about special education. At the start of each year, I would receive my class rosters, and the only information I ever received as a music teacher was the complete roster of students and asterisks placed next to their names. Now that was if I was fortunate enough to have a general music class or a class that met every day. In the case of chorus rehearsals, which were held before, during, and after school, but were not on a regular basis, or band lessons, same situation, I received nothing. And it continued that way for a long time, which puts a teacher in an extremely difficult situation. And I'd like to address that first before we get into IEPs and 504s. I say this to literally everyone. My target audience here is not just families, it's for everyone. There's that expression now in the world, if you see something, say something. In the world of education, in 2017, there are a lot of people, unfortunately, who don't do this. And there are quite a few of them in education, as I've learned over the years. There are people who turn the other way. There are people who do not put in the time necessary to try to enrich, accommodate, and improve the life of even one child. Because the reality of the situation is, if you make a professional determination that something needs to be done, some type of modification needs to be made for a child, there is a ton of paperwork. And my experience over the years with trying to get accommodations made, unfortunately, I don't have good news on that front because I can only speak from my own experiences. And from my own experiences, there have been times when I have told 
people who could do something about the situation. And I've gotten responses like, well, we've tried too, and nothing's been done yet. Or you're the fourth teacher to say something. Or this person we know has these issues, but their issues are deemed to not be important enough for a change. It's absolutely unacceptable and outrageous. And it happens. And it's still happening. So my message for families, when it comes to your child and you know that your child has something which is affecting their ability to function appropriately in a classroom, you need to say something. Now, before you go running to set up a meeting or storm the principal's office, I would like to add something to that. When you come into a school or you contact a school and you are perceived as a raging lunatic and a pain in the neck, the process may not always go as smoothly as you anticipated. Screaming and yelling and making a scene is not helping matters at all. We want the best for our children. There's no doubt about that. But ADD, ADHD are very prevalent in our society. And it's not to diminish the importance of your child, but you need to understand that everyone's done on a case-by-case basis and the school often needs to do their own research to figure out the best situation for your child. Now with that all that said, there are a lot of people out there who don't know the difference between IEPs and 504s which is very unfortunate. Everybody should know. But again, the reality is that a lot of teachers do not receive special education training. I can tell you that in my entire educational career, with all of the professional developments I have had. I have only received any type of training or detailed information about IEP and 504 students twice in my entire career. And what I'm referring to is a detailed presentation. 
My current employer, I just received a fabulous presentation, which really set me straight on the differences between the two. More clear than ever. And here I am, 20 plus years into my teaching career. And I hadn't received such detailed information in the past, which again is just absurd. So an IEP is an individualized education program, or they sometimes are called an individualized education plan. It's required for any child who qualifies as a student with some type of disability. It gives them specially designed instruction. What that means is that the teacher must, by law, by by state law, must do something in the classroom for any particular lesson which falls under the word differentiation to provide for your child. An IEP describes the instruction that they need to be able to access the curriculum. It means that the child is capable of learning the information, but might need another way, another path to figure out how to do so. Now a 504 plan is completely different. And this is where people get very confused between the two. These are accommodations that are made in the classroom to help the child succeed. And they also follow the curriculum, but the curriculum is not changed at all. Nothing's changed. There might be small changes A perfect example of someone who would have a 504 plan would be someone who is visually impaired, which is not affecting their cognitive abilities at all. I had a student once who could only see out of one eye. The student had to be placed in a very specific location of the classroom to be able to succeed. Many years ago, a lot of these accommodations were not in place. They were not in place in the detailed manner and the documented manner as they are now. Not to the extent that we see today. Here is my aha moment for everyone. I have found over the course of my career students who positively needed an IEP. I've never had really issues as much with the 504, but I've had students who have needed an IEP 
and have major issues in the classroom and they haven't been diagnosed at all. Nobody's diagnosed them. I had a student one time, this was surreal. I had a student one time who I taught in a summer music program. The child was going into fifth grade, was playing the clarinet for the first time. I spent no more than three classes with the student. Three. And the student had been in the school district her entire life. Within those three class sessions, I knew something was very wrong. She simply could not grasp the information as it was presented to her. She simply could not understand and process the information the way that I was teaching it. It was so sad. And here I am, not even in the middle of the school year. It's the middle of July. And I am diagnosing a child. I am eternally grateful to myself and to others that things happened and this did proceed accordingly. And unfortunately, there are sometimes parents who are ill-equipped to make these determinations themselves. Some, some families will be in denial. Every family is going to think that their, their child is wonderful or in some cases perfect in every way. And that's absolutely fine to feel that way. Unfortunately, it can be skewed because you may not be aware of the issues he or she is facing on an everyday basis when out in the the outside, the real world. So that type of thing happens more often than it should. The other thing that that occurs is a person who has been misdiagnosed with IEP or 504. In other words, what's in their paperwork is simply not accurate. And that's unfortunate as well. I see that entirely too often. I've had situations with students who have had IEP plans, and yes, they did need some type of accommodations. Unfortunately, they, it shouldn't have been an IEP. It should have been a 504, and vice versa. Sadly, this nonsense still occurs. What I say to teachers is this. When you see that a student has some type of accommodations that needs to be made, let's say the paperwork has been completed. It's very simple. Once the school year begins, contact the parent. Simply say to the parent, I've just read your child's IEP or 504. 
could you please provide me with any information which may have changed over the summer? If you word it that way, just by wording it that way, you're going to get every bit of information you need. Because the reality is that while that may be true, I had a student once who had an IEP, all kinds of issues, and his parents got divorced over the summer and his entire life was in a whirlwind. And it, it, it was very helpful to find out from the parents, this is what's going on. But when you say it this way, you're able to find out everything that's going on and see if it lines up with everything that was actually documented by the school district. And this is nothing against the school district. It just has to do with you being as educated as possible. But here's the bigger thing. You as a teacher doing this, it is going to be so appreciated by the families. What family is going to be upset if a teacher is calling them up to ask them to educate me, meaning educate themselves on this particular child. It's a win-win situation. Now, I understand that those there are formal meetings that happen in school, but I would really go the extra mile and just all it takes is just one phone call. Drop one email and say that you'd like to get more information. And finally, I say this to students. Students, if you know that you have a 504 or an IEP, say something to your teachers. Don't be embarrassed. All teachers are aware of 504s and IEPs because by state law, teachers need to sign off on these documents. And if you're in high school, you may or may not need accommodations. You're growing up. You're starting to realize things about yourself. And if you deserve to have those accommodations, you need to speak up and you need to say something. Teachers are not going to, or I should say, I should say they shouldn't, be treating you differently because you're 16 years old now and act like you've quote unquote grown out of it. It's nonsense. I've seen so many students absolutely flourish and use this type of modification in the classroom to help them become extremely successful. I've watched people go on to have incredible careers with wonderful jobs and go on to live, if you want to call anything a normal life, I guess you can call it that. So this is a message for all three of those groups. And I hope this information has been helpful and educational about IEPs and 504s. If you don't know enough about them, any of these groups, research them. It's as simple as putting in those acronyms, put the IEP, put the word, put the, the number 504 in online and you can get tons of information and learn more. As always, I hope you appreciate the podcast. Hope this has been helpful to you. Please subscribe. Please share. 
We've got some exciting things happening for 2018. We got only one more episode until this year is over with. And um, I look forward to hearing all of you and your feedback and your comments in 2018. Also, anyone out there who specializes in IEPs, 504s, or if you're even a parent or a student and you'd like to share your experience, I am looking to do a lot of interviews in 2018. Please feel free to reach out to me. You can go to my website, brasstenner.com, and there's all the information to contact me. Be well.